0: the tutors of life podcast where we research life so you don't have to this is your host sean tutor
1: and this is sam we're on the tutor episode and we're going to talk about uh tutor um kind of some money things
0: some money some money and some time
1: mm-hmm. cool what's up we won't do that on these episodes
0: god damn it all right <clears throat> so apparently this is for more helping than me just bullshitting yeah 100 all right cool <clears throat> so what are we talking about today
1: so we're talking about money we're kind of gonna go off a little bit of the ten thousand dollar idea we were talking about the other day yeah yeah um do you want me to like reiterate that or what do you want what uh, do you want from me sean
0: i don't really know all right so what we talked about last week what we're gonna go on is ten thousand dollars working on Working overtime for an extra $10,000 is not going to typically change your life.
1: Mm -hmm. As as long as you have uh, shelter, food.
0: As long as your basic Maslow of hierarchy needs are taken care of, food, shelter, water, Mm -hmm. an extra $10,000 is not going to drastically change your life to a point where it's necessarily worth trading that time for that money. Correct. In certain instances, I believe it can. On instances of sprinting for investing, goals, travel, things like that, mm-hmm. sacrificing. But for day to day living, be wary of how much time you're trading for money when you want to have a good life with your family. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. And enjoy life because you only get one life.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's a little different, I would say, for entrepreneurs because ten thousand dollars for your business is a big different thing than like personal money
0: when you start out yeah yeah
1: but i guess they were talking about your personal life not business life so right makes sense yeah yeah i just it's a very it's a neat idea that sean and i broke down and we were thinking about okay well if i instead of worked my 42 hours I average a week at my W-2 job, what would it look like if I worked 36 hours at my t- W-2 job? Because I still, that's what I need to work to keep my benefits. Right. So we kind of were breaking down like what would we do with that extra six, or what would I do with that extra six hours um, that I wasn't at work? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, it was interesting for us because I think in the reality is I would be able to spend more time working on tutors of life or the property management stuff until like it's all set up and Brooke takes it over. Mm-hmm. And then, then we can spend more time together with Mimi outside doing stuff. It doesn't affect us, I would say, as much right now just because we can't really go do things because it's cold out and Mimi just likes to snuggle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I can work on my tablet and snuggle with Mimi. Um, but come summertime, I think it's something we're really going to consider because that extra six hours could be me going to visit my parents or, Mm -hmm. uh, us going on a hike somewhere that's an hour away. Right. That extra six hours could allow us to do a lot more things together and not just focusing on our businesses so much.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, Mm because it opens up six hours, so we're not focusing on business. We're focusing on personal life. Mm -hmm. Really, it just frees up six hours because we got to do the business shit anyways.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I would probably work on business stuff right away after work. Mm -hmm. And then we would have the rest of the night to go do whatever. And during the summertime, it's nice because here it's sunny out until like 9 p.m right 8 9 p.m so if i left my job at two worked on office stuff until four we had four until nine that's five hours
0: right that's true all right cool i like it Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean there's a couple ways to like break that money thing down you can either use that extra time to spend time with your family Mm -hmm. or like do activities experiences things like that you can use that extra time for personal development Or you can use that extra time for like business development, growing a side hustle business so that you can start getting – you can start having your money work for you and you not work for your money. Mm -hmm. So then you get passive income, right? Because that's like the big thing we – a big thing we think about is if we got more passive income, that's less time we have to spend actively making money so then we don't really need to work overtime, and we can – like, we could then, like, do things from home, work from home if we want, go do things, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, there's other things that, like, are factoring into our decisions. Uh, like, we talked about getting a warehouse. And once we get a warehouse, then it can bring Mimi with us. And then our afternoons would be more for, like, activities that we want to do separately, not together. Because we'd probably be working together more and if we had a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What else about the ten thousand dollars? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay, cool. <clears throat> That's all I got for the ten grand. It's really like not a so so depending on this is like a little breakdown of money, right? So to have your so in the US the the percentage or the amount of people who worry about food who worry about their like basic, basic Maslow hierarchy needs—food, water, shelter—is mm-hmm. like uh, it's like thirty-four million, so ten percent. Okay. So around ten percent of the U.S. That's uh, like ten to fourteen percent, whatever, is worried about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means eighty-five percent of us aren't worried about that. So most likely, if you're listening to this. You, you, you're you not worried about that. And the only reason you are worried about that is because you don't properly budget your money. Right. And you're spending your money frivolously, trying to drive nice shit when you don't make a lot of money, trying to live in a nicer place than you should live in because you don't make enough fucking money. Right? <clears throat> but as far as like your income-wise, 85% of you shouldn't have an issue. Right. You just choose to because you're irresponsible. <clears throat> now, if you look at the world... 770 million have issues with that basic hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. You know what that calculates out to be? About 10 fucking percent. 7 billion people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, roughly 10% once again, guys. Um, 10 to 14%. So, that leaves 85% of the world. So, quit acting like a bitch. So I'm getting at here, right? I love it. So, when you look at that, most of us, that 10 grand... Or, you know, that, that extra OT isn't life-changing unless you're utilizing it for specific goals. But if you're just utilizing it, this is the big point, Like uh, we're, I guess, to make here, to clarify, is utilizing that extra OT for a standard of living is not going to bring you the happiness. Mm-hmm. Utilizing it for certain goal-based things could, like for a vacation, building a business, so you're not trading... Money for time, you know, getting rentals, shit like that, investments. Yeah. But just to have that for your standard of living, you're not going to, it's not going to bring you that much more joy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's like the hydronic high, treadmill, hydronic treadmill theory.
1: Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah. yeah
0: tra- so the hydronic treadmill theory is like this. So, like, <clears throat> say, Say you've made a hundred thousand dollars in a year. Mm-hmm. The, the best year you ever made was hundred grand. Now the next year you made 80 grand. Mm-hmm. You're not happy because your baseline happiness is making a hundred thousand. So you're not really happy unless you're making a hundred thousand dollars or more. Okay, so your baseline's a hundred grand. Now, what if you make fifty thousand? Your like happiness level is super fucking low now, like maybe a, a three out of ten, right? Mm-hmm. You, you low happiness level, and to get back to like you're trying, all you're trying to do is to get back to that level, and you will not be happy until you reach that level, and then to get above that level is where your true happiness starts to happen, right? Your seven out of ten, eight out of ten, but then that new standard is your new baseline. Mm-hmm. And so now if you don't hit that the next year you fall again on your happiness scale and you're basing everything off of that and that's for everything that's money, life, fitness, relationships, every you got like your hydronic treadmill baseline for all that shit. Mm-hmm. And as a like human we set that baseline as, you know, if we're not always improving, we are regressing. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Was it Matt that's Vincent?
0: Uh the hydronic treadmill that's more place more dates. I've seen him talk about that a couple times.
1: Okay, because we definitely heard it Dare. this weekend. Or this past weekend.
0: We might have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Yeah.
1: So you got to adjust your baseline.
0: Well, but I mean, no. I'd...
1: I mean, technically, yeah. You should want to adjust your baseline.
0: You should want to adjust your baseline, but you also have to keep in mind that, like, you need to figure out who the fuck you are mm-hmm. and not base everything off of <coughs> that shit. Because... You can, as a human, accept happiness making a hundred thousand dollars a year or making fifty thousand dollars a year. It's just like rewiring your frequency, rewiring your brain to accept that. And I don't think a lot of people, the most, most people aren't doing that amount of personal development to be able to accept that mm-hmm. and appreciate that, right? Yeah. So, taking a pay cut, taking a pay cut drastically. Because you're gonna have like a better quality of living, doing something you like to do more, shit that's aligned with your values, like so all other aspects of your life are getting better, but the money, if you've done enough personal development, that's not gonna to matter to you. Because you're gonna be able to like you accept and change your baseline for what like your your happiness is. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so it the the hedonic tremor of the baseline is a, like a happiness baseline, and so you just have to adjust your baseline through personal development mm-hmm. to like where you want it. Mm-hmm. Instead of because but most people aren't most people don't do that kind of work, so they just like it's baseline. It's like the, so a good example I could give is like I know when I'm 220 pounds with a six pack, that was like my peak mm-hmm. physical male stature, yeah. and that shit's like fucking damn beautiful right but i'm still happy at like 200 with a six-pack you know mm-hmm. am i like i'm not 10 out of 10 happy or like 8 out of 10 happy but i'm like i've accepted that you know i can be at like a 7 out of 10 i'm still happy with it that's good so i don't know
1: hmm.
0: right yeah maybe
1: yeah neat it's all neat sure sure mm-hmm. Uh. So what's the other thing you want to talk about?
0: We'll get there in a second. So the next thing.
1: I love how you just look at me like I should continue and then tell me no.
0: The next thing is money, right? Income, median income. Median income across like first world countries. <clears throat> Medium income across first world countries for like basic emotional well-being is sixty to 75000 you have to make a year mm-hmm. individually. Mm-hmm. Okay. That knocks out the fucking majority so i'm sorry not so median let me let me let me say this right median income for the us per household is 70,000 okay 70,000 is median income for a household for a family right okay median income for an individual is 35,000 okay. okay emotional well-being is covered Or like your your emotional well being is typically the studies they did factors at around sixty to seventy five thousand individually. So what the household makes currently Mm -hmm. is the level an individual can make, and their emotional well being is like met. Okay. So most people's emotional well beings aren't even being met. Right. Okay. Second thing, when you look at um, what they a part of that study is like what level of income were they like satisfied with? Okay. Ninety five thousand based across the first world countries. So ninety five thousand dollars a year. So this study pretty much said, dude, like on average if you're not making 60 to 75,000, your emotional well-being is not like there. Mm-hmm. And then if you're like to be like satisfied with life and career and all that shit, it's 95,000. Okay? That I would say is pretty accurate if you want to do a lot of shit. If you want to like Drive a nicer car, you want to live in a nicer house, you want to like go on more vacations. Right, yeah. That's not very far off. No. Now, on the other side, depending on what your goals are, your hobbies are, and shit like that, you have to figure out your own emotional Mm well-being. You're going to have to maybe accept that you don't get a fucking 1990s or newer ranch-style fucking four-bed, two-bath house. Uh, Maybe you're living in a 1940s fucking three-bed, one-and-a-half bath, Mm -hmm. one bath, you know? Yeah. Because you are not on fucking par with what everyone else makes. And that's just part of life. That's part of it. So maybe instead you need to take that extra time. You're trying to work OT to make 50 grand a year, personal development, and ways to make more money. Mm Mm-hmm passively yeah not just trading time for money yeah <laughs> or okay. how to increase your skill set so when you're trading your time for money for 35 40 hours a week you're making 40 bucks an hour instead of 20 20 yeah right shit gotta so yeah, yeah. think dude a lot of like like a foreman for a construction company mm-hmm. in the area they're making around like 35 to 40 dollars an hour okay and so if you're going as a foreman working 40 hours a week you got a pretty fucking decent gig. You got a pretty good life. Like, that's not a bad thing, okay? Flip side of that, you're a social worker making 35 dollars $40,000 a year. It's probably working similar amounts of time. The foreman probably has to do more sprints. They got to do more sprints or maybe they're working to get a project done. Maybe they're working 45, 50 hours a week. You know, that's going to happen in that field. But that shit's usually sprints. Mm-hmm. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. Then you'll get laid off for por- portion of the winter and that's your time to, like, level out your, your week like your hourly you work during the weeks, right? Yep. So looking at that dude, it's like well maybe maybe you shouldn't get that social work degree. Maybe you shouldn't be a social worker. Maybe you gotta be a fucking plumber, dude.
1: True. You know? An electrician. And
0: like dude, electricians, plumbers, foremans in any of those fields, mm-hmm. fucking HVAC. Dude I calculated out one time what the fucking HVAC guys made off of me.
1: Dude, it's quite Jesus a bit. Jesus
0: Christ. They yeah. made like $500 an hour. I was like, "You guys are insane." Or sorry, 250 cuz there's two guys working. $250 $250 an hour per guy working. I was like, "That's the coolest shit I've ever That's seen." That's incredible. Coolest shit I've ever seen. And granted it's for a bigger business, but whatever. But if you had your own small business doing that and you're making 150 bucks a piece, yeah. I'm going to choose you guys because you're cheaper like working with small business more than like big business mm-hmm. and you get in that fucking they're still getting a pretty good amount of cheddar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. But like so it's about like that skill set and about like so so anyways that's kind of to wrap up the the whole like money portion about like what you're making and then like what you could kind of do with that extra time to make some changes.
1: Yeah, and that's something they don't um teach in like high school anymore or like at all
0: they don't teach that shit
1: yeah because we were all especially like mine and Sean's generation and probably so on we were all told like you had to go to college if you wanted to get a decent job you had to go to college and now people are getting undergraduate and ent- undergraduate degrees being thousands of dollars in debt mm-hmm. and then they're starting wages 15 dollars an hour mm-hmm. it's because you and every other person down the street have the exact same degree so
0: I can tell you what is hiring right now.
1: All these uh, blue-collar worker All jobs. All trades. All the trades. Yep. Which you can go to college in a two-year degree. Or you don't you.
0: even need to go to college and just get an apprenticeship.
1: That's very true. You can yep. do that, too. Um, so that's something to, like, consider. if If you have kids or you have nieces and nephews or the kid down the street, like, make sure to tell them like hey look and see what kind of jobs you can get after college um, right. i did that with microbiology my issue was it took me seven years to get my degree because uh, when i looked up jobs when i was a freshman in college it was super easy for me to get a job um or it would have been super easy for me to get a job and it was gonna pay well but by the time i graduated completely changed
0: so everybody and their brothers got a degree mm-hmm. in that
1: shit. and then they wanted a lab certificate which four-year degrees don't give you right so dumb love that shit mm-hmm. i mean so while you're getting your degree also to keep checking and making sure that those jobs are there and then what the pay is gonna is gonna be worth it for you for how much money you're spending on your degree yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean also keep in mind so many people are So many people are going to have the same degrees as you. Mm -hmm. And so what separates you from them? Um, Is it worth getting the degree? Or like what other things do you have to do to separate yourself from them?
1: Mm. And there's so many places still that like... um, Like if you just start somewhere and then just like work your way up, a lot of places will give you that experience without the degree. 100%. Uh, So that's also, I mean, a good way to get around the whole system of getting a degree
0: yeah absolutely it is mm. cool i like it i like it i like it now the last thing we're gonna talk about is the um thing sam shared on their story on friday saturday saturday, saturday. is uh <clears throat> would 10 million dollars suffice like would you be happy if i gave you 10 million dollars today sure like $10 million, you'd be set, right? For yeah. For the rest of your life, you'd take $10 million? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll give you $10 million today, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow. No. No one's taking the $10 million because one day, one singular, one day is more important than $10 million. Yeah. You would rather wake up tomorrow than get $10 million. Yep. Yep. And so if you'd rather wake up tomorrow than receive $10 million, then why are you working your life away and not enjoying your life?
1: Yeah. I mean, what if you enjoy working?
0: I think that's a, that's a big difference that most people don't. My, my favorite hobby is working. Mm -hmm. So I work. That's what I do. Like that's my, that's my favorite hobby. Um,
1: but you still also make time to go to the gym, do jujitsu, hang out with me, me, hang out with me.
0: Right. And so working probably wouldn't be my favorite thing if I didn't have other outlets. If all I ever did was work, and I've tried that, where all I ever do, like, just work, 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 and, like, just lift a few ta- a couple times, a few times a week to, like, maintain. It ends up getting to a point where I'm like, uh, this working shit actually sucks ass. Yeah. And so it's like the... If you enjoy working, that's good. But, I mean, you, you got to have those other outlets to keep enjoying work. Mm-hmm. Because I can promise you you're not going to be happy just being a workaholic forever if you don't have other things that you do. Correct. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Really appreciate what you have each day, every day. And think about what you're doing every day. Because you may not have a tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh things have been happening in mine and Sean's life. And it's been really making us think about how we do want to spend every day, how we want to like make sure we see our family more often. Um, cause one day those people or us won't be there. So right. we're just, it's, it's been an interesting time for us because we've definitely been reevaluating a lot of our priorities and our needs and our wants in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could, yeah, money wise or just how we spend a day.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
1: 2023 is the year of, uh, priorities. Is it? Mm-hmm.
0: For us or just for people? For us. Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Figuring out what's truly, truly worth it for us. That's what I got.
0: Cool. All right. Thanks, dudes. See ya. Catch you on the next one.